Stoners of the world unite. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. So, was yesterday Earth Day? Yeah, I guess it was. We, we were off. Oddly enough, I was out in nature enjoying the Earth. It's my favorite planet. Love it. I was pouring oil into streams. That's what I spent most of the day doing. <laughs> That's what you're supposed what, to do. What bad The timing. water dilutes the oil. Earth Day. Right. Earth, I burn tires. It. You burn what? some tires? Yeah, yeah you get your, yeah. your annual tire fire. That's right. Earth Day tire fire. <laughs> to draw attention to environmental issues. It's like one of those uh, race uh, hoaxes. You know, like Jussie Smollett. That's what you're doing. Look at this tire fire I discovered. I'm I'm going to try to put it out. <laughs> right, right. So I assume, though, your Stoners Unite was about a couple of days earlier, 420. No, actually, no? it's not. No. It was, we talked about this briefly on the radio show. Is 420 it, still a thing with marijuana legal everywhere? It, it is. I, it's a thing in terms of its quote-unquote code or slang for kind of the whatever that stoner culture is. And it's, you know, Halloween's still a big deal for people who right. don't believe in the occult, you know? <laughs> Nobody actually believes we're going to be haunted by the ghosts of, of those who come before us, but we get together and we have a big time. So I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, Positive Sean is 420's just, it's an event. Right, 420 is going to become more and more marketable. Yeah, 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 it'll it'll become the the Cinco de Mayo of right. pot going forward, and it's just kind of a. But I felt I would think it'd be the yeah, same that's way. Well said. I would think it'd be the same way for stoners as it was for me as a drinker. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yes, I'm going to drink on Cinco de Mayo. I was also going to drink the day before and the day after. <laughs> Correct. Isn't it the yes. same for stoners and 420? Yes. More or less. <laughs> but it's extra festive. And now there's a reggae fest out somewhere that <laughs> sure. we can go to. Yes. By the river. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, going to bring up this bill that we talked about briefly on the radio show that the state of Cal Unicornia is uh, trying to, uh, well, the, the Democratic Party within Cal Unicornia is trying to o- organize the pot industry all sorts of expensive licensing requirements and regulations and all sorts of craziness that has already jacked prices up to the point that people are just going to see the pot dealer down the street like they always did. But the one aspect of it that I think is the most horrific, and all, it's so bad it's almost hilarious, is that they're essentially saying if you're a pot operation with more than, I think it's 20 employees, yeah, 20, uh, you have to unionize. You've got to sign one of these labor peace agreements, which is essentially unionizing. And it's utterly un-American and, and a horror. But the idea that you're going to have all the pot shops are unionized? I mean, you've already got people who are stoned. And then they're going to have a union behind them saying, you don't have to work, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I, I, could, I could picture incredibly low levels of, of uh, productivity. I mean, like incredibly low. And I like the idea of uh, getting together at the, the union hall and have a meeting saying, they're totally cheating us. I think we ought to strike. Oh, yeah, we totally ought to strike. Strike would be cool. What if, like, we were striking? What if you got a time machine and could, <laughs> like, go back to when the, the, the other negotiator was a child and, like, try to change their mind as a child? Oh, no, man, you got to be careful because they say if you kill a single ant, it could change history. <laughs> no, no, you just go to his kindergarten. <laughs> I could, they were hilarious. Are you kidding? God, I found out the other day a guy I know who was unemployed got a job working at one of those stores, and I thought, that sounds about right. Dispensary, Jack. It's a dispensary. The other day, my little town had its uh, yearly festival. 
and uh, all the and, and I was walking down the street with Sam, and uh, I thought, "What's this long line here?" And it was the dispensary in my town that I didn't even know it was there. But there was a line. I'll bet it was a hundred people long. Like for information, place. or you could oh to actually get in and, and buy pot. To buy pot, yeah. Wow. So you got because it was a festival day, I guess. Kids, That's kids, kids. You got to plan ahead. You can't be standing in a hundred person <laughs> line festival day. You got to go the day before you numbskulls. Well, you never bought beer on Fourth of July. I mean, come on. Just trying to be the adult. Of course, if there was only yep, one yep. person to buy it, only one place to buy it, and I was going to have to stand in line, I might buy it the day before. Yeah, yeah. But they were all so happy. <laughs> they all just seemed so incredibly happy. Yeah, especially for people standing in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no one, no unhappiness in line. I think it's entirely possible. Getting back to your beer comparison, that there was plenty of beer in the line to enjoy <laughs> on the way to the cooler. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, and I'd never, I, you know, it was the first time I'd ever really seen that. I thought, wow, this is interesting. This is just something that was unimaginable a few years ago, really. Open pot enthusiasm. Well, at the, the turn of the year when the dispensaries all became just recreationally legal as well, I mean, there was literally lines around the blocks of some of these places. Of uh, they, they brought in extra staff to just maintain. No, no, no. The, you got to go around the corner so, and then so back was it, there. Was it mostly just to buy pot or or was it to have the experience of buying pot legally? I, Which I could see would be a thing. Probably both. Like sure. I, the, the first time I traveled to a state where it was legal, I got a trip out of just, hey, can I get a receipt for that? Like I thought that, yeah. I, you know, I took a sure. picture and texted it to my friends. Yeah. And like That was kind of a, yeah, that experience of, you know, doing it above ground for the first time was but, probably. But the unique thing with pot that doesn't exist for so many other products is there wasn't there is there wasn't already an infrastructure for getting it illegally if there if you keep raising taxes on soda beer whatever name whatever it is if i already had a pipeline for getting good that practically effortlessly effortlessly at a low price with no tax and everything like that i'd probably do it but Mm -hmm. i don't have that for getting dr pepper or steaks or whatever it is that I'm paying taxes on. Right, right. But if I had a guy I could meet every Friday in the parking lot and he'd give me a whole cooler of steaks for half as much and I wouldn't pay tax, that's probably how I'd get my steaks. And they're delicious steaks. And sure. That's the, and that's what I think the uh, taxing marijuana people don't get. There's already an infrastructure for people to get around your tax. Right, right. You know, it's funny. I was going to compare the, uh, the what Sean was talking about to... Uh, people who go to Amsterdam, for instance, and and do the hooker thing just because they can for the novelty. Now, I was faithfully married uh, at the time, so I did not partake. Um, but then I thought, you know, it's your discussion of black market pot is so readily available still and so cheap. It's like, you know, it's like you want to try a prostitute, but your next door neighbor puts out for 20 bucks. I mean, why would you bother? And that's like every town in America. I think your next door neighbor's a prostitute. <laughs> only $20. Really, yeah. A really cheap prostitute. She's still a prostitute, though. She or he. Well, none of my business. Right. Yeah. But, you know, in the same way that the guy who always if a dude's has. getting 20 a pop, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, some some men lay with other men, Sean. I don't know if you've heard about that. Um. So, uh, duh, what was I going to say? Men, there's women and prostitutes. Oh, well, yeah, every every guy who you know could get an ounce of pot if you wanted it or a quarter or whatever, he's a drug dealer. So huh? you know how it is? It's legal to home brew beer. Yes, but it's illegal to home distill alcohol. 
Right. One that would the, be dangerous. From my understanding, one of the reasons why is because it's really hard to brew good beer at home to the point where all of a sudden I'm going to stop buying Budweiser because because Carl, my neighbor, can just really br- right. make I've a had, fine home I've brew. I've had a lot yeah. of people's beer, and it was okay, but it, it, I've never had anybody's home brew where I think I'd rather have that right. than what I can buy. It's well, actually pretty easy to make effective moonshine. To the point where, eh, no, I'll just do this instead. But that they Mix haven't it really a little lemonade. They weed is much closer to the hard alcohol side than the brewing the home beer. It is very you, you easy. Know, I with- disagree with you guys. Uh, I have made and I have friends who have made beer so good it was like the difference between fresh baked bread and bread out of a plastic bag. And how, I will tell you, really, though, I've never had that. I'll tell you the problem is is uh, quantity time. It's way too time-consuming to produce to enough volume. beer. Yeah, exactly. To you and know, it, and it's unlikely distributed or whatever. Especially you, the way I'm going to drink it. You, <laughs> well, I was thinking <laughs> of you. you at the, yeah. Um, no, you, it would just you would have to dedicate your life to right. it. So that's another. Whereas a, a home-brewed liquor, you can make enough to kill everybody on your block in you know a week. That's a good point. If you have a gallon of straight alcohol that's yeah. going to last you a while a gallon of beer and another yeah. similar uh, the i think the comparison works there too because marijuana is the thing the only thing you're gated by is essentially your square footage um right. and, as, and as soon as you can get enough you know it, it that is it is not cost prohibitive to do the home version of marijuana the same way it is the home version of beer for various reasons either skill or uh volume what i'm interested in seeing play out over time and we should be able to have statistics on this in a couple of years i would think is eliminating the whole it's a gateway drug thing. So will you have lots of college kids that don't need to know a drug dealer because they can get pot and beer legally. Right. So they don't know a drug dealer. If they wanted to make that leap to cocaine or heroin or whatever it is, they'd have to find a drug dealer, and they currently don't know one, whereas with pot, practically everybody knew a drug dealer. Yeah. I just wonder, that's been an argument for decades. I just wonder if we're going to see that play out at all. Well, that's a good point. That you make. I'm also, I'm trying to, I'm searching my memory banks because, you know, as a, as a young man, a lad, a kid, I was, I, I ran with a bunch of different circles, actually, but some of them were definitely on the wild side. And um, I'm trying to think, you know, sometimes, yeah, it was the guy selling the stuff who'd say, hey, have you ever tried blank or, or you know, what everybody's doing these days is blank as opposed to friends. Um, so, yeah, you would not know a drug dealer. And so you'd have to run into a friend who, for some reason, wanted you to try Or even if it's a drug dealer, it's hanging out in somebody's apartment where there's something illegal there. Right. So now you can all sit around and smoke pot. There's no cops are going to show. You don't have to worry about anything. Right. If somebody brings out some cocaine or something, now you have a concern. Um, I just wonder if if that whole gateway drug argument will play out. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, so, P.S., uh, I know you're occasionally, you, you rub up against drug fiends. For, who, you know, research purposes who mainly. smoke the marijuana. It's journalism. Uh, I understand the, uh, the pot these days. It's just, it's a mind eraser. I mean, super strong. That's uh, what I hear. From... Of course, you're not 80 years old, so you can't tell, right, you tell I, me about I don't, pot in the mid-60s. Yeah, I don't know what the, the summer of love pot was like. This is the only pot that I've ever known was mm. stuff that's been kind of... Uh, indoor grown and scientifically understood. Um, but uh, having uh, shared uh, different peace pipes or joints with people who were alive during the summers of love, yeah, they say that this stuff is even borderline too strong and they actively right. seek out, you know, kind of weaker strains. And- so if one of these uh, stoner fiends that we're talking about wanted to just get pleasantly buzzed, not like mouth agape staring wrecked, just pleasantly buzzed, is that like one hit? 
Two hits? Depends on how much tolerance you well, have, probably, huh? Well, the other thing I have heard... Marshall weighs in. Interesting. Yeah, I, the other thing I have heard, <laughs> sir, Shocking. is when you go to a dispensary, you can talk to the clerk and explain what your needs might be, what ah. your tolerances are. Yes. And they, being the experts they are, will be able to serve up a tasty dish prepared just for you. See, I'm looking for something like Grateful Dead 1967. Pretty ah. weak. Right. I can just toke on this all day long, I'll be fine. That's uh, what that's I'm looking for. That's right over here. Let exactly. me bring down the jar. Interesting. And, and yeah. even so it's, that. it's like uh, Michelob Ultra as opposed to moonshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while that is true, you can kind of you know specify, I want something stronger or weaker. Right. It's right. my understanding that the, the stuff that I would consider weaker now is still way stronger than the stuff back in the Summer of Love days. So I, I think would the, guess that's true. The your strategy or your friend's strategy, right. I don't know whose strategy we're talking about here, uh, the, the one hit and kind of... Let's see what happens. Right. Yes. I would strongly suggest. That is a very well, I'm not wise asking strategy. for advice. I was just curious. No, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll stick to my Bible, my Werther's Originals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, we get God. to end the podcast today. That's beautiful. Well, that's about it. <laughs>